Recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. As far as brothers are concerned, he's a pressure cooker from start. To finish, he'll diminish like a Cuisinart. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, I think it's going to get a lot less weak because we got an exciting, fun feature. I went to a... uh, Went to a local toy con this week, and I'm going to tell you all about it. There was wrestling, there were celebrities, there was toys, there was just a limitless amount of fun. But we're going to, uh, right after this, we are going to head into a uh, a sad tale, which which I don't even want to get into, but I have to. So uh, with all that out of the way, let's get started on the show. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Life is a game, that's what some homies say. But we came to win, so we don't play. That much is true, we don't play, we are not here for funning around, we're here for serious stuff. And now, right now, this moment, I'm gonna get to, uh, gonna get to some real talk. One of my beloved, beloved haunts is is shutting down and I, I can't believe it because I've I've been through this pain like a few times already and I I I put myself out there and I got my heart broken again. Joe video where I where I go and I rent where I rent discs and I just I go and I hang out is they're shutting down. Uh it hurts so bad man. It hurts in my heart. I've I've been through this a few times. I I went through it when when Bradley video uh, shut down and that hurt a lot. Um, and then I went through it again when like the local, even the blockbusters shut down. And it's hard, man. In between there, we started going to a new video store that popped up. It was called Video Schmidio. And it uh, opened after after the uh, blockbuster over in Bennett Valley shut down. And we started going there and they, 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 uh, they went out of business fairly soon after opening. That was... That was a heartbreaker, and I swore that I wouldn't put myself out there like that again, but I couldn't do it. There was another another store here in town. It was maybe like four miles from where we live. It was called Joe Video. So we started going there, and I like it, man. I like the selection. I like renting. I like the process of hitting up the video store and seeing what's what's there that you, you've never heard of. Um, when you go to the movies, you know, there'll be like two, three, four movies that open up a week, but if you're into, like, uh, the whole video store scene, there is, you know, there's 20, 25 different movies every single week, and you can't beat that if you want a bit of, just a bit of diversity in your watching, so we started going to, to Joe Video again, and we got some, we got some fun movies, we had a nice time, it's, it's a really, uh, it's a really nice store, I got some pictures, and I'm gonna post them before, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm heartbroken right now, uh, we went over there to to return a disc we rented. It was uh, Moonwalker, the the uh, Stanley Kubrick 
esque movie about uh, the fake moon landing. We went there to return it, and they had a sign up that said it was their last day in operations. Now, I want to say the chain itself is not shutting down, but they are shutting down the location that we went to. There's one more, but it's all the way across town, and I'm not sure if we're going to go there as often. I imagine we will go there, but not with, you know, just the amount of, not with the same frequency as the Joe video. It's just, it's, it's far. Um, but we went in there and there was a sign saying that this was the final day of operation. And I do feel blessed that I was able to go in there one last time and get some snapshots. But, uh, I, I, ugh, man, my, my heart is split in two right now, my dudes. It is, um... This is tough. I haven't even, like, I, I, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like one of those kind of things where if you talk about it, it's just too uh, too painful. So I've been keeping my pain to myself, and I feel like it's coming out now. It's just, this is um such a shame. The store was run by a dude named Joe Comiskey, who I know from my days in the uh, video business. He was the second-in-command at Bradley Video. He was right below... Bill Bradley himself, Bill Brad, he was the dude who actually did the day-to-day runnings of the operations. Bill was, he was the money guy, Joe was the video guy, and then after he, after Bradley went under, he transferred to another chain called Eastman Video, and Eastman Video was a pretty big one locally. They, um, actually outlasted the Bradley, which was surprising because the Bradley video was the giant local chain. And he went over there and he was running their operations and he got word that they were open for, you know, offers. They wanted to sell the company and he put, you know, he put in a bid as I understand it. This is, this is all hearsay. This is just things I heard, you know, scuttlebutt around the uh, old video store employee uh, water cooler. But I understand that he put in a bid but Hollywood Video put in a bigger, better bid, so they sold to Hollywood, and the big Eastman Video over in Roseland became a Hollywood Video. Uh, I was never much of a Hollywood guy. I was never much of a Blockbuster guy either, but of the two, I do prefer Blockbuster. I don't know, the the Hollywood aesthetic. I didn't like their purple and red. I don't know, man. It just wasn't for me, but then... After uh, after that, Joe decided to open up his own deal, and he put together a uh, small chain called Joe Video. They had two stores, one over on the other side of town away from us, and then one over in Bennett Valley. And they've been pretty successful so far, as I understood it. When we would go in, there would be people in there, but the problem is the rent around where I live is just absolutely sky high, and... With a video renting for like five bucks, you gotta rent a million videos a month. Not literally, but you gotta rent a lot to to pay the bills. And they had to shut down the high-priced Bennett Valley location. Now they are gonna move everything over to the other the other one over in Roseland, and that's cool because that's you know gonna be a pretty pretty wide selection because the Roseland store does did have a bit of different stuff than the Bennett Valley store, but still, man. It's heartbreaking. I was really, I was used to going over there and I was used to renting stuff. It, it was, you know, it was part of, it was part of my routine now. And, you know, losing that, it, it's kind of going to be hard to deal with. That's the problem with 
when something you you really like goes away you don't get to do it anymore and obviously and it it just it kind of affects you internally your body needs time to adjust to a change in routine and this one this one is going to be a big one because i got to be honest there's not of like a ton a ton a ton of things in life i enjoy doing and watching movies and running videos was one that i have enjoyed my whole life and now now we're down to two we have two in town we got the Joe Video in Roseland, and then there's another store over by the junior college called Video Droid. Video Droid is, in square foot, the biggest, but we we don't go there just because, again, it's it's far from where we live. The Bradley, I mean, the Joe Video in Bennett Valley was the closest, so that's where we went. Now we got a tough decision. We got to pick one of these stores to align ourselves with. I'm thinking we're probably going to stay with the Joe Video just because... I do actually know Joe, and that gives, you know, me some kind of, like, you know, personal feelings about the whole thing. But I have to be honest, and I think that the Video Droid, because it's real, it's right next to the junior college and all of, you know, the student apartments. There are a million apartments over there with a million people, and I think that the people over there might be movie renters. I think that, you know, if you're a college kid you just need something to do, you might go rent a movie. I feel that, that you know... Just the amount of people over there that could potentially support the video droid gives it a very strong chance of staying open. I don't know about the hope of the Joe video. Honestly, I don't know about the hope either one. I got to decide what to do, but I don't know if I have the strength in me to to survive another another heartbreak like this. Um, my only other option would be to red box it, and I'm just not even into red box. It's they got such a shallow selection and it's just it's lame to go and stand out in front of the 7-eleven with a sun flap over your head and renting a movie i just i'm not into it i'm not into it so i got to decide got to decide what to do but um until i do joe video bennett valley they reminisce over you Tonight's special presentation is brought to you in part by Hardee's. We're out to win you over. KSHB TV 41 advises viewer discretion. This motion picture is rated B. It contains violent scenes, which may not be suitable for children. This week we present a Toys R Us report off-site investigation. The 2016 Santa Rosa and Comic Con. Yes, yes indeedy, this past weekend was the 2016 Santa Rosa Toy Con, aka the North Bay Comic Con. The violence that was referenced earlier will be in the form of wrestling violence. It's going to be body slams and headbutts, monkey flips, and sunset flips, that sort of thing. There was a, a wrestling presentation at the toy show, which we will, I'll get to that in a second. The Santa Rosa Toy Con is one of... If not, it might just be the thing that I uh, look forward to all year. I really enjoy this show. The thing I enjoy the most about it, besides the fact that it is a fun show and it is on a nice scale, is that it's right here in my town. It takes us, you know, eight to ten minutes to get there. The neighborhood has tons of free parking and it's just, it's great to go do a whole day of conning. And then you just, you know... 
you head back home. It's like a nine minute drive home and you can just kick it. Usually when we do a con, we got to go to like San Francisco or Sacramento and those are hours away. So I really uh, enjoyed that, uh, that perk. And that is not to say that it's not a fun show. Otherwise, if it was a uh, a distance, I would still go because there are a ton of good vendors. This guy, this guy who puts the show on seems as if he has some nice connections because people bring out some really interesting stuff and large quantities of interesting stuff too. Uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of neat toys to look at. It, it's just cool, man. It's, uh, a three building affair. It's at our fairgrounds, the Sonoma County fairgrounds, and they, the main building is our big pavilion, and it's, I don't know how many feet it is, but it's like, it's a giant building, and there are just, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of vendors with everything from, like, anime stuff. We got, you know, North Bay Anime, which is one of our big time uh, vendors around this area. He's there, and it goes into, like, really great old school comics and Star Wars figures, and there are always, you know, celebrity guests. Some of them are people who uh, live locally, like the kid who was Timmy in Lassie is always there, and the the lady who does the voice of uh, Firestar on Spider-Man and his amazing friends are always there, and they, they uh, live around here. There's like some, you know, Antenna TV horror host, people who used to host shows back in the day, uh, Buster and Me, that was a, a program we had here, it was like a, a, a monkey puppet and a host there, they're always there, as well as some, uh, bigger time guests, let's see, there was Phil Lamar, he's been on Futurama, he was on Mad TV, he, uh, he's there every year, I do kind of wonder if, if dude, um, has residence in this area, because in the four years we've had the show, I do believe he's been here every year, um, now, I can't remember this cat's name, but he was on The Walking Dead. He, when they went into the prison, he was the guy who seemed as if he was the head of the convicts. Black fella, bald head, real tough looking. He was there. The second pink Power Ranger was there. Not, um, not Amy Jo Johnson, the original pink Power Ranger, but the girl who was in Power Rangers Turbo, um, and then, then the guest of honor, at least in my opinion, was um, Veronica Taylor, who did the voice of Ash on Pokemon. Let's uh, let's get a quick listen to an example of uh, Miss Taylor's work. Hold on, let me find a. I got a cassette around here somewhere. Okay, here it is. Let me uh, pop it in, and we'll be back in a sec. on my way to becoming the number one Pokemon master in the whole world. Now, you guys all know that I play Pokemon Go and that I'm really into it. And I'm still into it. I know some fools are dropping out, but that's not, that's not the way to catch them all. You got to stick with it when, uh, even, even when you start to get bored, because you got to hope maybe, maybe you'll come around the other end. But, uh, Veronica Taylor was there and as she's done a bunch of anime voices and, like I was about to say, I am not the biggest Pokemon fan in the world. I, 2.0, this was her jam. This was her thing growing up. Like, she was into Pokemon more than anything for, uh, for quite a while. So, I 
through osmosis, saw a lot of Pokemon, and the voice of Ash Ketchum is, it's amazingly distinct. You, I know it, and I wanted to go see her panel, and I did do so. Um, I, I got some cool recordings, we'll get to that in a bit. But then they had, you know, Veronica Taylor, and she was there, and let me see, was there anybody else that uh, really bears mentioning? Not... Not anybody jumping out at me at the moment, um, but one of the cool things they did that was new to this year was they had they had a wrestling show during the course of the Comic-Con. It was put on by uh, uh, one of our smaller area groups known as Phoenix Pro Wrestling. They, they run shows out of a it's, a, it's a theater over in the two towns over Petaluma, the Phoenix Theater. Um, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a locally famous sort of place. A lot of, a lot of people have played there over the years who've gone on to have, you know, success. Uh, Green Day played there. Um, I've, I saw Run DMC there. I've seen the Method Man there. I saw the Jizza from the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, Red Man. It's not like a hip-hop place. It's more of like a punk rock sort of place, but for a while they were booking some hip-hop shows and I, I went to all of them, but a lot of fools got their start there. I believe that uh, the Distillers have played there. Uh, the Invalids, I know, have, have played there. It's a, a cool place, and to have wrestling there is interesting. They run uh, maybe every other month or so. They have their own belt, like the Phoenix uh, Champion, which is, this is all fun. It's good stuff, especially if you're from the area and you're familiar with it. It's cool to think that there there is a guy out there who is the wrestling champion of the Phoenix Theater. Uh, they get a lot of guys from the Bay Area to wrestle for them. A lot of the guys from Supreme Pro Wrestling, that's a group out of Sacramento. This show was actually put on in conjunction with Supreme Pro Wrestling. It was a Phoenix Pro Wrestling slash Supreme Supreme Pro Wrestling venture. And they uh, the show has three buildings. I think I might have said that already. The big main building... Then they have a side building where the wrestling was. And then there's another side building where they do the panels. Almost every guest did a panel over the course of the day. Which is always, that's always fun. So, they had the wrestling in in one of the, the, you know, the side hatches. And they also had, like, a video game thing. These people brought in uh, all these retro games for sale. Like, they had Atari 7800s and Super Nintendos and Segas and all that stuff. I did not see... An Atari 2600, and I looked. I looked, so, uh, my good man, uh, Ferg, Ferg Ferguson, he would have been disgusted with this event, but they did have a 7800, so, I don't know, maybe he would have got something out of that, uh, so they had the video game thing in the same room as the wrestling. When we got there, they were still, like, they were doing some practicing in the ring, they were, like, giving each other backdrops and body slams and bumping around and stuff, and that was kind of Kind of fun to see, and maybe, uh, you know, 10-15 minutes uh, after that, they started the actual show. The first match was a battle royal. They had a battle royal with, like, 20 guys in there, and the winner of the of this match was guaranteed a shot at the title at the end of the show. Um, uh, I do not remember the name of the dude who won. I They didn't do a great job of introducing everybody that in a way that you could really, like, get an idea of who they were. It was rushed. Like, people were just running out. They got started. They got started late, and they didn't want to interfere with the uh, Veronica Taylor panel. So, 
they rushed through it, and then that was fun, dude won, then they had a match with, uh, two other bros, and this was, um, for me, the highlight of the wrestling show, I'm standing by a, uh, like a Super Nintendo, and they both, they bump out of the ring, and one thing I will note is, when these guys hit the floor, they hit the floor hard, it sounded, uh, it sounded really bad to me, uh, like that, that sound of like, you know, wet flesh, you know, cause they were sweaty, just like smacking, uh, did not sound good, and they both fell right on their backs outside, uh, the ring, right next to me, me and the old wife, and what's funny too is, you don't run for your life, when you see these guys, and they're like right there, you just kinda, I don't know, you assume that they aren't gonna crash into you, you kinda, oh look, and we're both smiling, and these guys, you know, they're fighting, like, smashing each other, like, right next to us, like, a foot away. But the funny thing is, after a second of this, they get over near the Super Nintendo, and they both see the control, and they pick it up. And they start playing against each other for a second, and then they get into an argument over who was going to be player one, and who got to be player two that led to them fighting again. Then they went back into the ring, and at that point, I texted over to 2.0, because I knew that she was in the Veronica Taylor panel, I texted over and she said, it's starting to get crowded, you might want to get in here, so we had to leave, it was, the wrestling was supposed to be from 1 until 2, no, 12 until 1, and then the panel would start at 1, but it was already near there and they were only in, in the second match, I didn't get to see the, the ending, I don't know, I don't think we have any champ, uh, honestly, oh, there was one guy who was wrestling, I think his name was Warpig. I am not sure about this, but he had he had some kind of like a mouth prosthetic that gave him these giant tusks. And that's pretty cool. That's different. I haven't seen that before. They were extending out of his mouth like, I don't know, four, maybe five inches. So right after, right after there, we headed into the Veronica Taylor panel and a uh, 2.0 and her posse were, they were up in the very front row. She was, she was stoked, you know, to her... The, this was a big deal. Uh, Veronica Taylor was like a big star, and she was really, really uh, excited about that. And I got a seat kind of off in the middle. I, I was able to get some recordings of the the panel, and that was exciting. So I'm thinking, right about now, you know, why don't we why don't we take a listen to one of those, and then we will be we'll be right back with uh, you know some more shows and stuff. It's like 2 minutes, 30 seconds if you want to skip ahead. I can see how maybe you don't want to hear it, but uh, it's worth it. It's her answering the question, uh, what did she get out of playing Ash? She talks about the power of positivity and that stuff. It's it's pretty cool. You might want to sit through. There's a bit of rustling. It's not a perfect recording, but you can definitely hear what's going on. Uh, so I'll be back un momento, por favor. My favorite part about playing Ash, first of all... To get to go to work and be a 10-year-old boy for eight years. <laughs> um, it taught me, first of all, to have a job for eight years was amazing. Um, but playing Ash, I think on the surface, you know, just to be in a cartoon or to work as an actor, to work is an amazing thing. But it, it taught me so much more about life. Really. I think um, I've always thought of myself as a pretty positive person, but Ash is like is positivity. You know, he doesn't give up. He was someone who, even when, and we all know how many uh, you know battles he didn't win or whatever, but I don't think he lets that weigh on him. He just he finds a way to go on. 
he says, you know, they're stuck in a cave, and he doesn't say, oh, we'll never get out. He says, how do we get out? What can we do? And I think that taught me a lot about how to be a better person, um, how to live a better life for myself, and in that sense, how to be a better parent. My daughter was born at the end of the first season, so my life changed because of this show. It changed because of my daughter, and together, those two forces, um, it made me rethink pretty much everything about my life. So um, that, was a, that was it. Also just, uh, you know, getting to talk like this. I apologize for the rustling during that recording. The people in front of us were eating chips, and you can hear that, and they were drinking water, and it's cool, man. It was, I didn't even mention this, it was the hottest day so far of the year. It was like well over 100 degrees, and... The buildings aren't air-conditioned. It's murderous. It was, man, uh, by the end of the day, I was so faded. It was so hot. It was just so, so hot. uh, You could see steam coming off people's heads when they were, um, when they were out there. Of course, there were stormtroopers and Darth Vaders, and man, I gotta give it up to those bros. I don't know how they, I don't know how they can keep it real like that. I don't know how they can wear that outfit when I'm dying and I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. You know, it's just, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. But that was, um, that was a good bit there. She talked about just the power of positivity as through the eyes of Ash. Uh, that's something that we can really always learn from cartoon characters. These guys who, uh, live out there in the cartoon world, you know, they don't give up, man. They, they, they just keep fighting the good fight until eventually they win because, you know, you got to get the good ending in the end. But that was cool, man. Uh, I, I thought she was a good speaker. I did, I did enjoy the panel. I kind of, I kind of got bored part of the way through, I have to admit. It was nothing, nothing that was her doing. It was just, man, the heat was such a killer. I know you don't need to hear me to keep going on and on and on about it, but when, when we go to this building during the uh, county fair, during the summer fair, there is air conditioning, and it's on, and the building is fine, even though it's hot. The promoters of the show need to invest in the air conditioning. They need to get it on. Every single year, about the time of the show, we get a heat streak. And this is one thing I talk about every year, how hot it was. They have fans, but the fans, they just, they don't cut it. They need to get the air conditioning. It's a... Uh, Someone's going to die out there, man. It's mad real. If there was like some 80-year-old uh, lady walking about, she might have she croaked, man. I'm thinking it was uh, around 200 degrees inside that building. I got one more, I got one more uh, bit that I recorded here that I want to play. It's uh, Veronica talking about how you have to follow your dreams. You got to go and you got to do not necessarily what makes you happy because you got to earn a buck, but you got to find enjoyment in, you know, your day-to-day life. If you got a dream, you at least owe it to that dream to attempt to pursue it. So let me pop that in. And when we come back, we'll talk about the couple things I got. I didn't buy a lot this year. It wasn't a big, big one like that for me, but I got a couple things. We'll talk about those real quite quick. Here wants to be an actor or an artist or a musician or you know, anything there. I, I do think the key is to really learn your craft. 
do everything that you can to be the best and you know what is your best and try to to be that constantly be learning and then surrounding yourself with people who think the way you do in terms of wanting to be the best and challenging themselves um, you never know within your network who might be able to get you work and who might recommend you and who you might recommend um, and then you also want to have a demo which you can send out to people because uh, even for me, I've been working in cartoons for a really long time, but I still audition for everything. I still have to send out my demo. I'm still always kind of searching around to see who else I should meet or take a class here or, you know, it just, it never ends. And I think as a freelance artist specifically, um, it's the only career where the better you get, you don't, you'll never be CEO. You know, like in a company, you can go up and up and your pay scale may rise and you may be the president of your company someday, but as an, uh, as an artist, it, it doesn't really happen like that. You can be the best, but you, you still may not have a job next week, or you're, you still may get paid less than you did 10 years ago. So it's constantly a challenge, but if there's nothing that you want to do more, I really encourage you to follow your dreams and just go for it because you're not going to be happy if you're just doing something to kind of get by. But Oops, sorry. Didn't mean to cut it off so quick, uh, but... Man, a lot of that rustling was me in my chair. It was just, oh my God, I hate to complain about the heat, but that was, that was issue number one. I was kind of, I was fading, dude. I was just, I was going off to my side. I was getting a bit of a, a lilt. I was kind of, I was wilting. I was wilting like a flower in the heat. Uh, so what did I get at the con? I got, I got a couple graphic novels. I got a couple uh, Hickman uh, Fantastic Fours that I needed. I think I got three. I got actually... One of the Mark Millar Miller Fantastic Fours, and then I got two Hickman FFs. That's when they were the Future Foundation, and Doctor Doom was a member, and uh, Spider Man was a member, and they were all white. I haven't read them yet, but I, I am uh, eagerly anticipating how cool they will be. I also got, I got something that to me was marvelous. I got an ICW wrestling action figure, and you're gonna have to bear with me. Because I got to go across the office to get a hold of him. I am coming back. The one that I got was the Russian Wolf. He's on the card. These are the IWA, International Wrestling Association, star-studded wrestling, bendable action figures. He is maybe three and a half inches tall, smaller than a Joe. He's all rubber. He They did not bend or pose very well. There were eight of them in the set, and this is the only one I have on the card. These are these are very meaningful to me. Back in the day, when I would go to Toys R Us, there was all the toys, and then they would have an aisle of cheaper toys. And I have always been tight with my money, so when I would get some, I would hit up the cheaper toy aisle first, hoping that maybe I could get two figures or three things for the price of one normal thing, and these IWA wrestling guys from Diamond Toys were in that aisle, and as you know, I am a wrestling fanatic, so I wanted anything that was wrestling related, and it, when I would get these guys one or two a week, and at one time, I had a whole set, but here's the rub. I got rid of them, and I never had the packaging, and I could not ever 
figure out what they were called. I did not know the name of the toy. I just knew that I had the dudes. I didn't even remember the names of the characters because I would toss the cards. This one I have is the Russian Wolf. The Iron Barbarian was my favorite. He was kind of like a punk rock dude. But when I saw this on the table, I just about pooped my pants. I could not believe it. It was... uh. It was like a dream come true because I really like these guys and I do have some loose. I have I have a few of them and anytime I see one, it's exciting enough. It's exciting enough to even come in contact with this thing that's just, it's like a memory floating in my head that's not really connected to anything fully so it doesn't have, doesn't have all the answers. You know what I'm talking about? I think you do. I imagine that you do, but I was just... I, I cannot tell you how overjoyed I am, to, I am to have this and to know that they are called the IWA Star-Studded Wrestlers. I I saw them on the table. It was a table with a lot of cool things. They had some Star Wars things I liked. They had Migos, all sorts of things that I'm into. And I, you know, I'm tight with my money, man. I'm looking for a bargain. So I'm scanning around the table and I saw him there. I saw him there with a price tag that said... $50. And I said to the wife, I am getting this. I'm fingering the price tag right now. I said, I I am getting this. And then when I picked it up and looked at it closer, I saw the $50 price tag was actually a $5 price tag. So do, 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 for me, 50 bucks is a, that's a lot for me to spend on like a single item. I, you know, like I said, man, I'm a skinflint. And the fact that I was willing to do it Without a second thought, I was just, I wasn't even going to bargain. I was just going to give him the money. You know how these things are sometimes when it's kind of a, an obscure toy, maybe like a rack toy. You don't know if it's something that you value a lot and are willing to pay for, or if it's something that a lot of people value a lot. You'll see them, you know, like in some dealer's stuff and the price is like for these kind of, uh, not so popular or famous toys can vary from, you know, next to nothing like $5 till $50. It just, it all depends. There's no real idea of a price because there's just not a lot of them, you know, floating about to get, you know, bought and sold. So people don't really have like an idea of what it might be. So when he said 50, I said, I guess 50 it is. But when he said five, I'm just like, all the better. And I have him right here in my hand and I just reunited and it feels so good. I just feel so happy to have this. It's great, man, when you can get something that connects with your heart like that. You know what I'm talking about? When you get something that you just, uh, just feels good, man. I got him right here and I am in love. The Russian Wolf. And now that I know what they are called, I've been able to find some on the good old eBay. I don't want to buy them that way. I still want to find them on the hunt, but man, it's been my whole life on the hunt and I've only seen this one on the card, but you never know how it's going to go, man. I might start uh, might start getting them on the eBay. Depends how things how things go. IWA star-studded wrestlers. Uh, overall, the show was great. Had a ton of fun. Survived the heat. Came home and took a nap. Got some recordings. Here was something that was kind of funny. I'm gonna. This will be my last uh, detail, and then then I'll uh, head into the final segment of the show, the Toys R Us report, which is going to be super short. We are getting a. Uh, we are probably past the point of no return at this point, but that's just the way it's going to be. Um, I was standing over near the booth while the old wife was looking at t-shirts, the booth of the girl who was the pink Power Ranger, and I was listening to her talk to people. And they were they were like, 
oh, you know, you used to be the pink Power Ranger. And every time she would say, or anyone would say rather, you used to be on the Power Rangers, right after they said Rangers, she would add in Turbo. Oh, you used to be on the uh, Power Rangers, Turbo. And I heard her do this for like, I don't know, 5, 10. You used to be on the Power Rangers, Turbo. She would say, oh, I remember when you were on the Power Rangers, Turbo. She had to get that in there. And I understand you want people to uh, correctly ID you. But it was a bit funny. Anyhow, uh, that might not have been worth the time that it took me to record it. So let's cut and run. We are going into the final segment of the program, the Toys R Us Report. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us Report. Okay, folks, we, uh, we're running long again, man. I, I'm sorry for that. I like to keep the show at a certain length. I think that, I think that I owe it to you guys to try not to take up too much of your time, but, um, let's get going. Let's move into some of this stuff. I've watched a couple TV pilots that I think are good. One of them was Designated Survivor with, uh, Kiefer Sutherland in the, uh, the deal is that in case of emergency, when they do some kind of like a governmental gathering, they take one person and they leave them out and they are the designated survivor because they will survive in case of uh, an attack of some sort. That's what happens in this. Kiefer's off. I believe he is in charge of housing and urban development. He's not an elected official. He is, you know, he's somebody working for the government in an official capacity, but... He is sent off onto his own, and the worst situation happens. Everybody's blown up. Kiefer becomes the president. I liked it. I thought the pilot was good and that it really uh, moved along. I don't know I don't know what kind of legs this show has. It may have been better served as a miniseries, but it was cool. I enjoyed it. If you get a chance, check it out. Another one was called Pitch. It's about the uh, first girl to ever pitch in the uh, major leagues. Of course, you know, that hasn't happened yet, and honestly... I don't know if it will. I hope that it does. I am a big fan and supporter of uh, gal sports. So I I think that would be great. If some girl made it, I would be rooting for her all the way. Uh, In this, it's it's kind of realistic. It seems like they have the support of Major League Baseball. So they're at the stadiums. You know, everything seems legit and real, which adds to the just adds to the overall effect. I have only seen the pilot. I did enjoy it. Um, Mark Paul Gossler, a.k.a. Zach, from the uh, famous band The Zack Attack, is in it as the captain of the team and the uh, girl pitcher's catcher. He, he It's interesting to see Zach as he has grown. Uh, we have gotten into back episodes of Saved by the Bell. 2.0 thinks they're hilarious. I don't know... If she thinks they're funny in a comical sense or funny in uh, the sense of how bad the production values are when you watch them now. But she likes them. We watch them. And I've gotten used to seeing Zach, you know, two or three times a week. And then seeing him as a, a fully grown man with a beard was, or rather is, interesting. But not in a bad way. You know, he's aged well. You know who has aged incredibly well? This guy, this guy might very well be the undead is... Mario uh, Lopez. We watch Extra every day. I don't watch Extra. They do, but uh, a lot of the times I'm in the room. I thought I thought the show used to be great when they had Maria Menounos on it. 
But once she moved to E! News, extras, like, why even watch it? Uh, she's a super talent in many ways. And anyhow, Mario Lopez might as well be a vampire for all I know, but I do see him out in daylight. Maybe he's one of those Twilight vampires. I know not. But, uh, the dude is an amazing specimen. He looks better than he did when he was on Saved by the Bell. You know, he has a more contemporary haircut. He doesn't have, like, a poofy mullet, and he's not wearing uh, acid wash. But, uh, dude looks amazing. I, I, I want to know what his secret is, but I bet you his secret is probably, uh, working out and eating right. So, I don't know. don't know how much I'm into that. Oh, another TV thing before we, uh, we gotta, I gotta get out of here. I apologize. Uh, if you're not watching Halt and Catch Fire on AMC, you're missing out. This is... I think it might be the best show on TV right now. It's uh, about the days of retro computing. It's about a company called Mutiny that runs a uh, BBS system called, uh, well, it's called Mutiny as well. Um, the acting is great. The stories are great. They're very compelling. The characters are super compelling. And just due to the fact that the whole thing is based around the old uh, dial-up modem BBS era is... It's great. It's full of Commodore 64s. The board is run on Commodore 64s. And a uh, point of conflict right now is that Cameron Howe, played by Mackenzie Davis, she thinks they need to expand outside of Commodore and start trying to work with other computer systems. But the other people aren't so much in agreement with her. Uh, that's like an amazing plot line right there. How many other shows at this moment have Commodore 64s as one of the plot lines? Uh... Not many. Uh, not many that I can think of. Maybe The Pitch? I don't know. Uh, Dancing with the Stars? I know not. Uh, I think that it's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure that I'm certain that it's on Netflix. So you can catch up with it. It's airing right now on AMC. Maybe not at this moment. But it is in rotation right now. And go out of your way to find it. You you will enjoy it if you... Uh, if you have any interest in any of this stuff at all, and you just... The background stuff on the show is great. They got a projection TV last week. They play Nintendo. There was a whole episode that had this storyline about two of the characters bonding by trying to beat uh, Mario Brothers on the NES. It is just... It's just out of sight, man, and I think you're missing out. Also, Arrow. If you were listening to this on Wednesday when the show drops, Arrow starts tonight, so... Make sure you don't miss that. This upcoming season looks great. They're introducing a bunch of new characters. Oliver is putting together a new team uh, with all sorts of new vigilantes that he's going to go out there and he's going to find and he's going to train. Amongst them are like uh, Mr. Terrific, who, you know, has been working IT over at uh, Felicity Smoke Tech. Or what? I don't know what the name of Felicity's company is. Felicity Tech? Smoke Tech? I have no idea. But he, he's been on the show a bunch of times and now he's going to fully take the leap. And he's going to become uh, Mr. Terrific. And then you also have... And then you also have a wild dog. I mean, who ever thought you would even see this character in a live action since? It's amazing. I don't know if you guys remember when this came out. But he was, uh... It was like 1987 and he wore a hockey mask and a hockey jersey. And he would basically gun down criminals. He was one of those, uh... Prototype, super gritty vigilante dudes. And he kind of... He kind of became a symbol of... Some of the bad things that were happening in comics at the time. So to see Bro on a TV program is amazing. I thought he was cool. I remember, I remember I was way into it. I got the uh, entire four uh, issue miniseries. As a matter of fact, 
The other day on eBay, I bought myself a copy of uh, Wild Dog number one, his first appearance. I got it for six fifty, six dollars and fifty cents. I do, I do sometimes kind of dabble in the world of a comic book speculation, and I got this one. I don't think it's going to go through the roof, but I definitely don't think it's going to go down. Especially, who knows? What if dude becomes like a breakout character on the program, and next thing you know, there's like a a WD show of his own where he's murdering criminals uh, on the streets, uh, Hub City or whatever. I don't know. It could it, it probably it probably definitely won't happen. But uh, I thought it was worth a six dollar and fifty cent with free shipping gamble. I mean, if I saw it at the flea market, I'd buy it, and you know, I'd I'd, I'd pay that. So anyway. That's like a, a comic book stock tip. Maybe if uh, if you see that out there, you could grab it. Also, the human target, one of my favorite characters, is going to be on this season, and that's just great. Uh, it would be awesome if he was joining in and becoming a member of Team Arrow, but I don't think that's going to happen. I didn't see him in the trailer I saw, so I doubt that, but anything could happen in the world of a comic book TV shows. You're also going to get Dolph Lundgren on this season. He's going to play a Russian crime boss, and then the... Dashing Cody Rhodes of WWE fame is going to be there, which is awesome because he's a cool guy. Wish he had that mustache, and he and Arrow had a a match of sorts at SummerSlam a while back, and they're carrying the feud over into the uh, into the rings of uh, Arrow. I guess I don't know. So I think that's about it. You guys, you guys have got enough. We'll be back next Wednesday. Make sure to watch Arrow. Check out the pitch. Check out, just check out anything that I ever talk about because I would never steer you wrong. So, uh, this is me, I see Robot, signing off. This is episode number 95. Can you believe that? 95 of the TRU RPT. Oh, I can't go without saying this. We got a new, we got a new patron this week. So, uh, Chris, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for signing up. And I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I really mean that anytime... Anytime somebody feels, you know, generous enough to open up the wallet and give back to us, I, I know, I know, man, money's hard to come by, so dude, I dig it, thank you very much, from the bottom of my heart, Iceberg says to say thanks to, I spoke to him earlier, Chris, you're, uh, you're the man, you're an important part of, uh, what goes on over here, if you also want to contribute, just anything, I will take it, it all goes into the production of the show, hop on over to support thereport.com and for a small amount as a dollar a month you can get down man and every bit helps I mean that man putting on a show it's a pricey venture especially when you're uh, recording live on Jupiter's third largest moon Callisto so at any rate this is me Icy Robot signing off if you don't know you know and now you know Recorded live on Jupiter's moon Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.